0: More than once, actually.
1: Do I have to say? Yes, you do.
0: In the car before my kid's PTA meeting.
1: Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: I never win and tell.
1: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So there's one event I did at this museum. And afterwards, this little eight-year-old boy comes up to me. He's like, he's like, yo, what do you do, man? What do you do? And so I kept it simple for him. I'm like, hey man, I'm a scientist. He was like, really? I wanna be a scientist like you when I grow up. You my uncle, man. And he like, that's me up, and You know, uh, we embrace and all that. And I'm like, dang, like, I never had this growing up. Like I never had this this STEM role model, you know, like someone who's a cool person so happened to be in a STEM career, right? And so it it never seemed like something that was cool to me as a kid. Uh, And so I realized that there's so much potential for that. Lo and behold, a year later, quit my job, moved to New York City, and I was like, look, I'm about to make STEM cool for kids. I have no idea how I'm gonna financially sustain this. I'm gonna make it happen. So that, that, that was a year and some change ago, and here I am now.
2: So the question is this, how do thought leaders, school dropouts, former and current students, Find out what's next after they do or don't cross that stage. If you want to know the secrets to starting the career or business of your dreams, getting paid whatever you desire, and discovering what you do the best with the least amount of effort, then this is the right podcast for you. I'm Sean Anthony, and this is School's Over, Now What? The Podcast. Welcome back to School's Over, Now What? The Podcast. And I'm your host, Sean Anthony. Guys, if this is your very first time checking out the show, welcome. We are here to help current and former students discover what's next after they do or don't cross that stage. And a lot of times you're going to need more tools. You're going to need resources. And this podcast has created the platform for just that. So if you're here for the very first time, Buckle up and get ready for something that is going to propel you to answer that question and understand what's needed for you to go to that next level. Last week, we introduced a huge resource that will help you go even further. If you're listening right now and you want to progress in your career or start that business of your dreams, we have introduced a new private one-on-one coaching with me that's gonna help you understand what's missing to get you the results that you need. And if you're interested, simply just shoot us a DM at Sean R. Anthony underscore on Instagram. We have gotten so many responses and we wanna make sure everyone has the opportunity to learn more about this experience. Also, the website, schoolsovernowwhat.com, and simply leave your email address. And with that being said, let's kick this thing off with the review of the week. It comes from C on Top, and he says, wow, the collab of ideas and secrets to success is what it's all about. Sean gives you the tools on how to pursue and find your passion. I like how it's expressed that the road isn't easy. However, there is a way to do it. I'm surprised all this info is free. See on top, man, I appreciate you. And you're right. All this info comes to you right now for free, there is no fee at all. The only thing that I ask, guys, if you're getting anything from this content to simply drop a five star rating and leave a review on iTunes. This has helped us grow the show and the audience so much. We're going to bring you and continue to bring some of the most highly regarded guests that are on the face of the earth. That's correct. Today's guest is none other than Justin Schaefer, also known as Mr. Fascinate. This guy has been traveling the country, making STEM look cool, and is on a mission to show others that they can, too, and have the career in this field. Guys, he's also from the south side of Chicago. This didn't become easy to him. He could have easily have fell, you know, into the, the the well-known statistic of a Chicago kid. However, he channeled what was inside of him. What some people may think may be even nerdy, he saw as a passion and now that passion has helped him come up with concepts such as the magic cool bus. And what you also find out came up with a crazy good concept called hood science, which makes it more relatable to students in a form of cartoon. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're ready for this one. Episode 26 with Justin, a.k.a. Mr. Fascinate. First off, welcome back to School's Over Now with the podcast, and I am here with the one and only Mr. Fascinate himself, Justin. How are you doing today?
1: Hey, what's happening, Sean? How's it going?
2: Man, I'm doing good, man. I'm excited to kind of bring you on. I mean, you're so big in the science, the technology, and the engineering space. And for those of you that are listening, he is traveling the country, educating people on STEM and just making it, without a doubt, one of the most coolest things out there, man. And we appreciate you for doing that.
1: Oh man, it's, it's a labor of love for me Sometimes I feel like I get more from it than the kids too, to be honest with you <laughs>
2: That makes sense, because you get to see that excitement and you know, what gets them going So for those people that are listening, who are just tuning in, who are just looking you up right now on Instagram, tell us a little bit about you, like like your background and like what you're doing today
1: Sure, sure, so uh, let's start from the top, so as a, in the beginning, I was this kid I was a super nerdy kid, I was always interested in computer parts and the planets and stuff like that. But I grew up on the south side of Chicago. So you could imagine the effect, the contrast that happened uh, being a nerdy kid growing up on the south side of Chicago, right? It, yeah. There wasn't really tolerance for people like me uh, to be those kinds of people. So I ended up kind of doing some of the wrong things, some unwise, making some unwise decisions. But then I started to realize that, you know, I actually do have this passion for STEM and that was actually reignited. When I learned more about my grandfather's career. Uh, so I was raised by a single parent, but my grandfather on my father's side was an engineer. And I didn't really know what that meant until towards the end of high school. He was an engineer with a patent for a circuit in the VCR. Mm. So, uh, this kind of like finding out about all this stuff made me realize like, this is why I'm always interested in this stuff and no one else is. This stuff is in my blood. Like, let me go to school and, and really, really take this seriously. So I ended up going to college, man. I went to Hampton University. And Virginia, I majored in marine and environmental science. And once I got out of Chicago, man, I, I absolutely flourished. I think it was the Chicago mentality mm-hmm. that really, uh, that hustler, uh, that not afraid of anything mentality that really allowed me to flourish in a new environment. So I went to Hampton University, major in marine and environmental science, graduated top of my class, was president of the student body. Uh, and so I had this kind of tr- traditional success story, right? Kid leaves Southside, yeah. goes to the college. Makes it, I ended up going into a tech job. I was working as a tech consultant right out of college, but I hated it, man. Mm. I absolutely hated the job. And I hated it because I would literally be doing stuff like, uh, basically automation, right? Like working with different software, going to companies and replacing people with software. Oh, wow. So like me coming from what I classify in the South Side of Chicago as an opportunity desert. And having to go into a space and literally take opportunities from other people. Uh, you know, obviously it's with technology, which was cool, but just the, the fact that I'm taking opportunities away from people sucked. I hated it. So honestly, man, to feel better about myself, I started volunteering in museums. I started doing any and everything I could to to give more opportunities to people that look like me, that, that come from environments like I came from. And so, you know, over time I started to realize that the kids related to me more because I just so happen to be a black man, uh-huh. right? And these are students of color that I'm talking to. So this is one event I did at this museum. And afterwards, this little eight-year-old boy comes up to me. He's like, he's like, yo, what do you do, man? What do you do? And so I kept it simple for him. I'm like, hey, man, I'm a scientist. He was like, really? He was <laughs> like, I want to be a scientist like you when I grow up. You my uncle, man. And he like, that's me up, man. You know, uh, we, we embrace and all that. And I'm like, dang, like. I never had this growing up like I never had this this STEM role model, you know, like someone who's a cool person mm-hmm. just so happened to be in a STEM career. Right. And so it, it never seemed like something that was cool to me as a kid. Uh, and so I realized that there's so much potential for that, uh, especially in that early stage of engagement, you know, that age where kids are just getting too cool for STEM. Yeah. You know, like when it's not excitable to them anymore. And so lo and behold, a year later, quit my job, moved to New York City. And I was like, look, I'm about to make STEM cool for kids. I have no idea how I'm going to financially sustain this, but I'm going to make it happen. So <laughs> that, that, that was a year and some change ago. And here I am now. Wow.
2: I mean, th- th- this story is amazing because. I mean, you grew up in, in Chicago. So like you're, you're in Chicago, right? And you, you have these thoughts of wanting to learn STEM and you're fascinated by, you know, more of that scientific technology as you're doing these things. Like what was like some of your friends saying? Cause I believe like there's somebody listening right now that has like a passion. They have, yeah. you know, something they want to work on, but they're nervous about what other people think. What were they saying?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I just remember that, you know, most of the conversations were focused on basketball. And rap, which is stuff I was interested in. I wasn't, you know, like, a, you know, full-fledged nerd that didn't have any of those, you know, regular interests. Yeah. But like anytime I would like start talking about Jupiter or how many moons <laughs> are surrounding <laughs> Jupiter, like dude be like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, like let's watch the game or something. You know, it was, it was like, it was like I was dismissed a lot because of my interest as a kid. And, uh, definitely still, I think I'm overcoming some of the PTSD from that.
2: So what, what what keeps you going, though? Like when you're when you hit with those negative remarks and you know that, you know, you want to keep talking about those topics at that time. What kept you going?
1: At the time, it was pure interest. I don't even know where it came from, man. It's, it's hard for me to even define it as a as like I had a source of inspiration or anything like that up until that point when I found out about what my grandfather did. Uh, but like before that, you know, I, I just really was naturally just intrinsically interested in it. And I just always come back to it, whether anyone whether or not anyone was telling me to. I'd be watching National Geographic Discovery Channel, reading these science fiction books, building computers. I just always wanted to do it. And I started to realize, like after I graduated from college, that like no one ever told me that I should be doing any of that kind of stuff. And this is what I'm going to do, regardless of if anyone tells me to do it.
2: Man, that's powerful. Because like, I think what you just said right there is that you listen to your own intuition.
1: Yeah, pure intuition. Purely intuition. Absolutely.
2: So, like, you go you go to college, right? You graduate college, and then you start, like, from what I'm hearing, a job. And this job was nothing like you thought. You're coming from the south side of Chicago, and now you're at this company that's taking people's jobs away. Like, from an emotional standpoint, how did it make you feel knowing that you advanced so much from an educational standpoint, but to the point where, you know, now you're taking away someone's
1: livelihood? Dude, it was like it was terrible. I couldn't couldn't stand doing that kind of work. Partially because I felt like I had no say in the process, right? Like I was one of the entry level employees that was, you know, cranking out the spreadsheets and working with the software on the inside, but I'm like literally watching this happen in front of me. You know? God. And and so and, and it, it gets so much deeper than that, man, like the complaints of the people in those kinds of positions, right? We were well paid to do that kind of stuff, as you could imagine. Yeah. The complaints of the people that, that I had as colleagues at the time, man, they were like, you know, oh, I got the wrong sauce on my chicken today. And you know, like all these little trivial first world problems. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, like growing up where I grew up, I felt immensely privileged to be where I was at. And, but I saw no one around me that was, of color. I was a token black dude. Right. Yeah. So for them to be complaining about that stuff to me, I'm like, that's, that this is this is nonsense. I need to go back and get my people here because we would appreciate something like this.
2: Man, that's 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 powerful, man, because what, what you're saying right now is that some of the things that people complain about, they're not really problems. Compared to like what other people are really going through. And sometimes you got to step back, you know, you got to say, you know what, I'm just glad to be here, man. So that's just that's real.
1: Big facts. Yeah. I mean, even now, you know, the entrepreneurial grind has been very scrappy for me, but I love every moment of it. Growing up in Chicago has absolutely. And even going to school at Hampton of HBCU education, that immensely prepared me for the struggle that I've been going through now, where it's like I got to be scrappy every day. I got to be on point all the time. I can't leave anything to chance. Like all that stuff, all my background prepared me more than anything for that.
2: Yeah. So like, how do you like, here's the question that I'm sure someone's wondering right now is how do we make like for you, how do we make STEM cool? How do you think we get kids more involved? How do we show them that there is another life outside of that basketball, outside of that football, and that they can create something themselves? How do we do that?
1: Right. So I think the traditional message that you hear from people is, well, you know, there's a lot of careers in STEM and STEM is important, right? Like a lot of people, I mean, and that's true. That's, that's fact. A lot of the careers are going in the direction of STEM, but that's not what kids usually care about at that age, right? I mean, h- how concerned were you about what your job was going to be when you were in middle school? Exactly. You know, so, so the big thing for kids that I found successful is you got to make it relevant to them. They can't, they almost can't feel like they're learning in a traditional school. Right. So for me, I do stuff like we'll do like basketball physics. Right. Or we'll do uh, create your own beats uh, of your favorite hip hop song. Right. That's sound engineering. That's a form mm. of STEM. Metro Boomin, He's a STEM professional. Right. Mm-hmm. Like sound engineer. Like most people don't think of it like that. But you have to make stuff relevant to these kids and their like their internal interests. Right. I, I'm not mad at you for liking basketball or hip hop music or maybe like being really interested in hair products, right? That's chemistry. There's a chemist that develops hair products, right? They get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars at L'Oreal to do something like that. But I'm not mad at you for having those interests, and I'm not trying to change what you're interested in. I'm trying to show you how STEM is related to what you're interested in. So we actually have a cartoon series out also called Hood Science, where we kind of bring that whole concept home, where we got the kids from in the cartoon series that, you know, talking trash to each other, frying each other, you know back and going back and forth but then it's also educational in this inadvertent way because they're talking about uh stem concepts but you have to build from what kids are already interested in hey guys
2: so let me take a guess you're enjoying the show And if that's right, please make sure that you take a screenshot of you listening to the podcast right now and tag me at Sean R. Anthony underscore. I promise you this is going to help in amazing ways. And while you're at it, hit the five star rating and subscribe. With that being said, guys, let's get back to the show. Man, I'm glad you mentioned hood science because that's that's one thing I wanted to bring up and that definitely caught my attention. And I, because I think there's somebody right now in the hood that could just relate, like they could just relate to okay, metro boom, and they can relate to the to. I think more importantly, the terminology being used because a lot of times when I was going through school and we had any of those science topics, you know, it's a lot of different numbers, a lot of different letters, and you kind of get lost in all that. So, what was your you know your passion to create? Like hood science, and how did you focus on you know putting that out to the world?
1: Hmm. So I wanted to make something that I would have loved as a kid. I mean, that's that's all the projects that I do now is is really like childhood Justin thinking what would I would have, what would I have wanted? And so with hood science, I thought about how can we make these concepts which are usually designed for I could be quite honest with you to keep white culture in mind. Uh, most students are convinced, especially in STEM fields, to strip themselves of their cultural affiliation so that they can be perceived as competent in the workplace, right? Yeah. So, like, I mean, that means code switching. That means any of that stuff. But How can we remove all of that? How can we keep it still culturally relevant for these kids and still educational? Uh, and so, you know, I, I had this burning idea to create this thing about uh, this black kid and his drone that are participating in this robotics competition and this whole narrative was like screaming inside of my brain for so long, man, that I just had to make it happen. So I ended up teaching myself animation, graphic design, video production, uh, sound engineering as well, so that I could get it out. Because at the time, I couldn't afford to hire an animator, or hire video uh, editors, anything like that. But I had to get that concept out of my brain.
2: Right. So you, you said that you pretty much taught yourself what you needed to do to get it done. Absolutely. And I think that that sometimes people get so stuck on, like, saying, you know what? I don't know how to do this. And they just don't do it at all. So I think that's that's a huge key for people. Another thing.
1: Real quick, before you go to the next thing, I just want to say, so many people have a problem. And they say, oh, I can't pay tuition. I can't get a certification. There's a new university out now, y'all. It's called YouTube University. I learned all of the stuff to make hood science on YouTube. That's where I learned it. And forums.
2: That's crazy. Where
1: I, you know, you can ask specific questions and you get specific answers. I didn't mean to cut you off though, Sean. No, nah,
2: no, that, that's a big facts. I mean, we definitely going to have to have that in there. I mean, because I think what if people, when you guys check out Hood Science and I'm going to make sure that that link is in this episode, when you check out Hood Science, you're going to think it was produced. Like when I looked at it, I'm like, man, he has like, this is like freaking Cartoon Network put together for education.
1: Yeah, man, it was a completely scrappy thing. It took me hours upon hours upon hours, but completely scrappy, uh, mostly independent. I had a couple friends help me with voice acting. But yeah, it was it was very independently produced, man. Uh, I'm I'm now working on building this out a little bit more in in collaboration with some other folks because I just don't have time. Nowadays.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's definitely a project. It's definitely a dope project. So, you guys, please be sure to check that out. So, I want to talk about the Magic Cool Bus. Like, what is that about? I know that's something that you're popping up real heavy right now. So, tell uh, the audience a little bit about it.
1: So, we actually just got our 501c3, so we're a tax exempt nonprofit organization now under the Magic Cool Bus. Uh, so, the Magic Cool Bus project, man, is basically a mobile museum, right? We're trying to build a bus, filled with cutting edge science and tech gadgets. And we want to travel all over the country and get kids excited about STEM, right? And this culturally relevant way, though, that's the most important thing, is that this bus is going to look like something, basically like a combination of something from MTV's Pimp My Ride and the Wakanda machine from Black Panther that came into Oakland. You remember the end of Black Panther? Yeah. And it, yeah. So we, so we want to look like something straight out of the future, but tricked out in a way that's culturally relevant to kids. We want to make kids' jaws drop when they see the bus. And then we're like, Look, this is what STEM is. You don't think STEM is cool? What do you think now?
2: Wow, I mean that's 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 dope. I mean, the, the, just think about it. You're you're taking a field trip pretty much across the country and bringing it to different schools. That's going to get people excited, and they're going to leave. What I like so much about what you're saying is that they're going to leave because kids remember everything that's monumental in their lives. They're going to leave that day feeling like, hey, you know what? I can go out here and I can do that.
1: Right. And that, that's the purpose of what we're doing. And and to add to what I said earlier about what we do, you know, I don't want to just be like a traveling science circus, right? Yeah. Where we just come once and then the kids see it, yay. And then, you know, maybe a year from now, they're like, oh, yeah, that that was kind of cool, but I never heard anything back. So we have follow-up stuff, right? We can give kids opportunities to be paired with a mentor. All of our volunteers are early career STEM professionals of color. And we can also Uh, We're also going to have some partner orgs that we work with where kids can apply to be a part of feeder programs like All Star Code, Girls Who Code, Google Google Code Next, things like that, that are more intensive and more long term.
2: So that case, you're going to keep up with them, but also provide for them more opportunities. So that's not like, hey, we're here and we'll see you next year.
1: Exactly. So, yeah. And I mean, obviously, we're going to have digital content like Hood Science out for for them to keep in touch with as well. Uh, but yeah, we, we really don't want to just say, see the kids, say hi, say bye, and then never have any opportunity to interact with them again. Uh, so that's the big thing. And that's, that's really difficult to do, but technology in the digital age has made that a little bit more feasible.
2: Most definitely So you're out here and you're inspiring a lot of different people Like what's one of the most common questions that you get asked from people that You know that have an idea about stepping out there And you know doing STEM or just in general Like what's one of those most common questions that you hear all the time
1: A lot of people ask me How did I do this so early How, how, how did I arrive at my passion so quickly Because uh, I'm, I'm 24 years old uh, but a lot of people, they think I'm a little bit older based on some of the stuff our programs have done. But I immediately after college, I got right to this and I had a unique process for that. And I, I can share it if you want. Yeah, let's do it. Sure. So it's, it's, it's very weird, man. Uh, so, so right after graduation, I graduated in May 2016, uh, from Hampton University. And it was about two months right before I was going to start my first job where, I basically spent it out in Hampton, Virginia, uh, and this was after graduation. There weren't a lot of students or any people around. If you guys know Hampton, Hampton is not a super urban area. It's not super populated. So I literally spent about two months in limbo, man. I was, I was like supposed to go to law school, but I took the LSAT and everything. But intuition, once again, man, like propelled me in the opposite direction. Didn't really have a logical reason. So I'm like, what am I about to do with my life? What's going on? So for those two months, I decided to really ponder that deeply. So I spent those two months really off of social media, not really taking in a lot of input. I wasn't really listening to what anyone was telling me I should be doing. I kind of wanted to find for myself what I should be doing. And so what I ended up kind of always coming back to this, is I just naturally for two months gravitated, right? Yeah. Uh, and I would be always going towards science, technology, communication, right? So I would, I would, during those times I studied uh, how to produce content, how to uh, like learn different types of science concepts, the different technological innovations that were happening all over the world, like those things, right? No one's telling me what I should be doing and this is what I'm doing, yeah. right? So I started to realize that my passion exists somewhere in the mix of all those kinds of things, right? Media, uh, communication, science, and technology. And so... Literally, like I just I stayed in pursuit of those things that I naturally gravitate towards when no one t- tells me to. And two years later, here's where I'm at. Wow.
2: And so you, you stuck to your own intuition, your own gut, I and mean, it sounds like you became your own student of what your dreams wanted to be.
1: Exactly. That, that's that, that's a great way to put it. So once I left school, I became my own student. Uh, I became a student to what it is that I want. I became a student to my dreams. I love that.
2: Man. So like, so look, like, so there's somebody listening right now, right? And we ask this question to every like single person that's been on this podcast. If you're that person who just crossed that stage or you're that person who dropped out or you're just currently in school and you're asking yourself that question and you'll, you know, have to face school's over. Now what? What will be your answer? What will be your advice to that question?
1: School's over. Now it's time to find yourself. So school is so structured, man. It's it's so, I mean, it's designed to be that way, right? We design, the K-12 through education system is designed for a corporate workforce-style environment. So many people are not in those kinds of jobs nowadays. School doesn't adequately prepare a lot of people for the next step that's actually possible nowadays because of the information age, because of social media, because of how entrepreneurship is is favorable right now, right? Yeah. Uh, And so... What I suggest is, you know, once school ends, I'll, you take a deep dive without a lot of input on what it is that you want to do and, and explore that. There's so much on the Internet that you can find that you can go to libraries, you can go to events. The biggest thing I think that was the most beneficial for me to actually get the real connections once I got out of school is I went to conferences. Uh, I'm really like very early on. I went to conferences. I was always the youngest guy. And that was a good thing because uh, they would a lot of times take me under their wing as a mentee and they would drop all this crazy knowledge on me because they're like, oh, you young guy. Come on, mm-hmm. right? Like you can you can find conferences for your interests and attend those and and get mentorship, get free guidance. And, it, you know, like a lot of times conferences are expensive to go to, mm-hmm. but they don't have to be expensive either. I would always go with my camera. So that, I told you I was teaching myself like media production. Yeah. I learned how to use a camera in the process. And instead of paying that $350 ticket price for the conference, I would just pull out my camera and say, you guys need a free photographer. (laughs) Absolutely. I'll be shooting photos and then doing my networking in my spare time.
2: Man, that's hustling and that's smart And at the same time. I mean, so I, I love that advice that you just given our audience. So please, guys, you listening. There are some actionable steps that you can take right now. Like if you can't afford what you want to get done, there's other ways. And Justin's just by far blown that out of the water, telling us how, you know, we can get more educated by attending those conferences as well. So someone's listening right now. They want more of you. They want to find you. How can people find you on every single platform? Can you give us your information?
1: Sure. Uh, so you can you can Google search me Justin J Schaefer S H A I F E R. You find every platform that way. But on Instagram, I'm Mr. Fascinate. Uh My LinkedIn is my name as I spelled before, and my YouTube is Fascinate Sci. Uh, Fascinate S C I. Uh, but yeah, a Google search will pull up pretty much all the stuff that that I'm doing in STEM. Uh, and then you can you can check out my personal website as well, Justinshaefer.com. I also do training for teachers now, so if teachers are looking for bringing STEM in their class in a more engaging, interactive way, I'm doing trainings for teachers all over the country.
2: That's dope, man. And for those that are listening, always remember, dream it, believe it, go out and get it. Yo, what you think? I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I want to know what you learned. So if you're in the mind, would you take a screenshot of you listening to the podcast on your phone right now? Upload to your Instagram stories. Tag me at Anthony underscore. And then let me know in that Instagram story, what is one thing that you learned? I love hearing from you, my listeners, thought leaders, former or current students all around the world. Let me know. And while you're doing this, go inside the podcast app, subscribe, leave a five star review and a five star rating. Again, this helps us reach more people. And if you want to be a part of this mission, helping us change the world one person at a time, it makes a massive difference by you leaving a review. Thanks so much. I'll see you next week. And remember, dream it